Hi, welcome to the Brandon and Carlos show. I am Brandon, and I'm here with my co-host Carlos. Hey, everybody. Today we have with us Reverend Kurt Williams. We will let him tell his story. We believe that everyone has a story to tell, and we absolutely love stories here on the show. Also, we will be talking about Nathaniel Wood's execution and the coronavirus. So let's get to it. Thank you for coming on the show. We we know you're a busy man, and thanks for putting us on your schedule. We really appreciate it. Man, actually, I'm real humble about having this opportunity to be on the show. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to go ahead and get to the uh, show. First of all, tell us, who is, I'm not going to say Reverend, I'm going to say Kirk Williams. Who is Kirk Williams? I'm just a simple, uh, simple country. I call myself a country black man. Uh, grew up, born and raised from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, son of a, of a prominent pastor over there. Uh, started out not being proud of that fact. Wanted to do my own thing. Okay. Uh, messed up in life, but now I have a new a new reasoning. Um, I want to be an example by way that you can mess up, but you don't have that. Don't have to be your your final destination, but you can mess up and then you can start all over and you can become a productive citizen. Um, and, uh, and in the midst of all that storm that I was going through, I, you know, I relied, fell back on, on my upbringing. Um, God spoke to me and he talked to me and I didn't want to hear what he had to say, but, uh, over a certain period of time, I just couldn't shake it. And um, he gave me a message on my heart. Uh, I've been preaching ever since. Um, but I understand that ministerially is more than just speaking. You have to live by example. And so that's what I aim to do. What, what made you want to preach? It's not what made me want to preach. The mere fact is I really didn't want to preach. Okay. Um, there's a fallacy out there that that people tend to think that being a preacher is all about making money. The truth of the matter is that's just a far cry from the truth. Um, it's hard being a preacher. Um, it's a struggle simply because um, people are going to try you. Um, and time you want to mess up, then they want to ridicule you. Uh, so it's not something that I wanted to do. It was something that I was called to do. And that's a di distinct difference. Because when you're called to do it, no matter what the adversity is, you you, you stand firm on, on what your belief is and what your calling is. And people learn to respect you accordingly. Gotcha. As a black man, have you ever di experienced discrimination? Dude, man, man. Let me just share something with you, man. Um, this is a sheer, to my experience, a sheer example of discrimination. I was doing the same thing that I'm doing right now today, prior to 2008. 2008, the housing market crashed. I went upside down. 
yeah. trying to struggle, trying to prove that I could still do what I knew how to do. But here's the distinct thing. I didn't have no paper trail to back that up, my knowledge of. You follow me? I go back and I get a, a degree that don't have anything to do with what I'm doing, but it's a degree. And now folks have utmost respect for me. And I'm like, I'm the same dude. I ain't changed. I'm back doing the same thing that I enjoyed doing. Only thing that changed was a piece of paper. Then when it comes to the color of my skin, oh, dude, man, when it comes to credit, an Anglo brother can come in there, fill out the paperwork, and it's no problem. I come in the door, I got to present my paperwork. I got to show that I, I'm, a, I'm a licensed individual. I have to show that I have a tax ID number and an EIN. You follow what I'm saying? I have to present all this evidence just to get started. Whereas the Anglo, only thing he has to do is just say, this is who I am. And I get to deal with that on a daily basis. Wow. Because in my line of work, it's dealt with on credit. I, ha I have to have credit in order to get the material, in order to complete the job, in order for me to pay it off, in order for me to get my money at the very end. And so it's a, it's, it's a, it's, I deal with it all the way around, with contract and bidding, it, with the whole nine yards. All right. Um, so you're, you're saying that you own your own business. We're, we're going to take a little quick, quick uh, minute just to plug your business, what exactly is it? I'm into construction, man. Um, I'm a small business owner. I, I got what they call a, um, a general trade license. I'm not a general contractor. Uh, however, I can subcontract, meaning okay. that. And what's the name of your business? Um, I'm Carrick Williams, LLC. All right. How can we get in contact with you? You can reach me at uh, 850-490-9961, or you can email me at kerrickwilliams65 at gmail.com. All right. And real quick, last question about your business. What all do you do uh, in your business? Um, man, we do uh, remodels, additions. We do uh, um, doors, windows, um, handyman services, uh, privacy fences, uh Fixing a porch, anything that you cannot do around your house, I pretty much cannot take care of. All right. Now, all, all the listening audience, you heard it. Again, how can we get in contact with you if we need any handyman needs? That's 850-490-9961. All right. All right. Now, getting back to the lecture at hand. When you heard about uh, the Nate Woods uh, situation, mm -hmm. uh, what were your thoughts on the situation when you first heard on it? Uh, of the case dude I was blowed I was taken aback um, in fact I really wasn't knowledgeable up until the time that it became very well public um, and then I, it piqued my interest due to the fact that I am from Alabama uh, but in just looking at the research and what I've been what I've been told what I've heard and what I've actually read uh, Bruh, I'm still taken aback because how could you actually say that this man was guilty based upon what I'm reading today? Right, right. So 
what exactly were the factors that stood out in this case to you and why? Well, number one is that based upon documentary evidence, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Nate, he was running away mm-hmm. from the scene when the shooting, after the shooting began. Okay, that's number one. Mm-hmm. He's running away. Okay, now, once he's apprehended, he did not deny that he was there. He did not deny the purpose of him being there which was the purpose of selling drugs, okay? Because it's reported that he was a well-known drug dealer. He said that's the, there was a drug house. That's the purpose of him being there. So all of these instances, he didn't deny none of that. Is that a, a character of somebody who's guilty of murder? No. Right. Um, so as you stated, he was running away. And yes, he was dealing drugs. So that you said, what you're saying is it doesn't constitute execution. That is correct. I mean, sentence him for the crime of selling drugs for what he's guilty of. But I mean, case in point, I I, I want to bring up this this analogy, if you will. And this is what I thought about when I totally researched the case, and I put myself in this predicament. Okay, my past history is that I used to sell drugs, okay? I could, that's history. Mm-hmm. With that being said, suppose I'm in the bank. Right. An individual comes in and he robs the bank. Mm-hmm. Police comes to the bank. Mm-hmm. The individual starts shooting at the police officer. Mm-hmm. I run away from the bank. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never deny that I was in the bank. I never denied the purpose of me being in the bank. But are you going to charge me with murdering a police officer just because I was in the bank? Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not what you're going to do. Right. I can understand that if he was part of the situation, but he did not know the intent. Right that Mr. Spencer was going to do, in which Mr. Spencer has testified to. So with that being said, I believe that Governor Ivey, instead of just focusing on case history, looked at the matter at hand. You follow what I'm saying? With an open eye and said, hey, look, instead of executing this man, let's at least just commute. I'm not saying let him go scot-free, but don't kill him. Commute his sentence to a, a, a life until we can look at this further. Mm. So why do you think this particular verdict was rendered? It was racially motivated, man. You have three white police officers, dude. I mean, let's just keep it front. You got two black men accused of killing three white police officers in a predominantly white community. Mm. That's self-explanatory, all right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even though this is modern-day history, um, this case is not the only one in the state of Alabama where situations like this has been exhibited. So you say it's racially motivated. I just want to stop you right there. Mm -hmm. So many times um, white uh, people say that we pull the race card. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So without let's let's not pull the race card, okay? okay. Let's look at it from this angle. I I'm doing this for a, a distinct purpose. I want to to see what your opinion is. What if you didn't know his color? Nathaniel Wood's color. What if you were just listening to a radio show or podcast such as this and you just heard the facts of the case and they didn't say the color? Would you still say that the the government was wrong for executing that individual? I still would stand firm and say that. And they said, man, I give you my reasoning. My reasoning is simplified. Number one, an individual, okay, Nate, he did not stay. You understand? He did not stay. He did not render aid to Mr. Spencer. But he ran. I would have ran. Any individual would have ran. You hear multiple gunshots. You don't know what is going on. The record states that Nate was asleep when the, when the initials started off. You awakened by gunfire, man. You in a drug environment, a drug house. What in the world do you think it's going to do? I'm going to run. Whether I'm white, black, brown, yellow, it don't matter. Right. Right. I'm already in a, crimin a, a criminalized situation, bro. Mm -hmm. So do you believe that because he was an actual drug dealer that the government just felt like executing him was just going to go ahead and get rid of somebody who's already bringing down society and that was the thought process behind rendering this particular verdict? I cannot honestly say what was the thought process behind rendering this verdict because, I mean, looking at it, I'm, I'm pretty much biased at this point simply because I'm looking at it from, I cannot, I don't understand why they would even render this, this verdict. Uh, that could be the case simply because even, even, when you have instances where you have police officers who shoot individuals, they don't broadcast a police officer's track record as to, as to how many times he's been reprimanded or disciplined, but they'd be quick to broadcast if you have a criminal history. You follow what I'm saying? So, yes, I could see that his past history would play a part. Because they would say, well, maybe he is guilty because this is what he's been doing all the time. So in that aspect, I can kind of lean that way. But when it comes to murder mm. of police officers, and I'm not even there no longer as the shot still continue, nah, man, I'm innocent, brother. So so you're saying that the, the punishment didn't fit the crime? No, it did not. Okay. So the punishment didn't fit the crime? No, sir. It didn't fit the crime, man. What was the crime? I mean, honestly. In the event of, 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 of Nate just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's the crime that I see being committed at this time. They were serving a warrant looking for him 
uh, 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 Mr. Spencer. They didn't have no no knowledge that Nate was going to be in that dwelling at that particular time, and there was no warrant out for his arrest at that particular time, even though he was a known criminal. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't know that. I mean, he just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. You see, that's another problem that be taking place when when we have all of these shootings, especially involving police police officers shooting black males. Yeah. Uh, the focal point is always on the black male's record. Um, what did he used to do? Wow. But it shouldn't that that doesn't that's not even relevant. You know, what did he do? You didn't know his prior record before you killed him. So what did he, he do to present himself <laughs> Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. You, you find <laughs> you but, find it happens all the time. Keep going, but but uh, but yeah, man, it, it, it's a messed up situation. Because what I was reading, the prosecutor wanted okay, they they got Spencer, mm-hmm. but they also wanted to get Woods because they said that he was a co-conspirator. Correct. And so let me ask this. Say someone comes in your house and you were asleep. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that not Reverend Kurt Williams, what does Kurt Williams do? Shoot at the first hey, you come into my house fifteen forty, then you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be challenged, if you will. Right. Um, especially if you come in unannounced, uh busting in through my door unannounced. Uh yes. And now uh taking into that consideration, um, I am a disciplined um shooter. So I mean once I make it, first of all, even if it was my child, you shouldn't be kicking in my door. So, I mean, naturally, I'm going to try to defend my dwelling. But, once again, going back to Nate, Nate did not have a firearm. Nate was not in possession of a firearm. Nate did not fire upon the, the police officers. Therefore, Nate should never have been charged with murder. However, I do understand what they try to go up under the, 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 the up under the rule of law. Whereas, if an individual, if if all three of us was together in a vehicle, mm-hmm. and one of you all decides to shoot out that vehicle and kill someone, then they're gonna charge all of us with murder. Right. You follow what I'm saying? Right. That's true. But here's the key: they only gonna do that if all three of us does not say anything. You follow what I'm saying? You have an individual that was running away. That's a good point. That's a good point. An individual who confessed that he was fully responsible for the murder. Yes, and that's being Spencer. He he, he has came out, he has said, dude, man, this dude didn't know that I was going to shoot. This dude didn't know what I was going to do. I killed the officers. Case closed. And if I'm not mistaken, he wrote a letter, I believe a couple letters to the governor. He did. He did. Stating what the situation was and what exactly happened. He did. And actually pleading for Mr. Wood's life. 
That is correct. So that you have correct. the known murderer mm-hmm. confess and mm-hmm. then plead for the other man's life, saying that he ran away and had no knowledge. Mm-hmm. And yet, and still, they still. Well, see, let me show you something. this man. I'm, I'm going to show you something, Mr. Carlos. Because I'm going to have to. The question was asked prior to, the, to we taking a break, a commercial break. Is the mere fact is, is this racially motivated? Did I feel like it was racially motivated? I gave the response of, yes, I did. Let me elaborate on that for a minute. Because Nate is not the only case that's out there mm-hmm. that has been presented to Governor Ivy, whom she has turned a blind eye to, that is vividly shows racial preferences or racial tendencies to be discriminatory. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Let me bring you to a case of Mr. Walter McMillan. Mr. Walter McMillan, you can Google him. He's from Monroeville, Alabama. All right. He worked in the dry cleaner business. He was a clerk. He is accused of murdering a dry cleaner's clerk. Okay? Now, for a long period of time, after this murder, they didn't have nobody. Nothing. But you know what stood out? He was in Monroeville, Alabama, which is not too far from Mobile, Alabama. I know plenty of people from Monroeville. But Mr. Walter McMillan, he used to date a white woman. This white woman was a married white woman. And it became a highly publicized divorce that this white woman was messing around with a black man. You understand? Now, just ponder it, if you will, in your head how this is right here is going to translate. Okay? So now you got a black man. Check this out now. Another black man who was already locked up gonna testify that he seen Walter McMillan's truck outside of the dry cleaners at the time of the murder. He was locked up. This was a black man. He was locked up. All right. But you got a church function that was taking place. Whereas you got church members that has testified that Mr. McMillan was at the church function. But they gave credence to this black man that was locked up. But they didn't let the jury know that they had paid this black man $5,000 and gave him a plea deal of letting him go. The 5000 comes from Crime Stoppers because it was an unsolved murder. The black man was let go because his charges was dropped because now he is a a, a, a a witness that is needed. But then again, here it is. Now, all of this took place in 86 is when my memory served me correctly because I was a young boy. But check this out. You fast forward it up to the day. You have a white man who has confessed to the killing. Now, one of those witnesses who, who was supposedly at the scene, that black man, he said the white woman's body was in one location. But however, you got the first officer on the scene who made the discovery, who is a white police officer, state that he found the body in another location. But yet this man is still on death row. 
And this has been presented to Governor Ivey. But once again, a black man on death row with all of this evidence, she sits back idly by. Did you see uh, where, I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, uh, where the sister of uh, uh, Nate Woods mm-hmm. um, kind of bombarded Governor Ivey's press conference? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I feel a little pain. I really do. Uh, and I think I understand her reasoning for doing it when she did it. Because she felt like that was the only time that she would actually get a chance to say or speak to Governor Ivey. That's just my opinion. Um, considering how Governor Ivey had responded to the request to be to show clemency or, if you will, to show um, some type of empathy. It's like I stated prior on uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. She could have at least held off the execution. You follow what I'm saying? But nah. And then you have this new state attorney. The first thing that he talks about is the man being guilty. What happened to the point of you being innocent and proven guilty versus you being guilty and proven innocent? Now, this happened last week, right? Mm-hmm. The execution was yeah. the last one. Now, this week, the main topic has been the coronavirus. <laughs> and almost, I'll be honest with you, I almost forgot that quick about Nate Woods. Which is unfortunate because a lot of times that happens when something brand new comes in and kind of takes over the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we wanted to do this to remind people this just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not being insensitive to the coronavirus situation, mm-hmm. but we still need to remember. Uh, and I said, Nate Woods, I, I don't mean any disrespect by that. I just heard his family members call him that. I don't know him or I, I didn't know him. Uh, Nathaniel Woods, Nathaniel Woods, we still need to be talking about him. Mm-hmm. And we will revisit this so that America doesn't forget about Nathaniel Woods in the future. No, and not only him, but all the incarcerated brothers that's behind the walls. Um, I mean, I look at the whole scenario. Um, I mean, I got popped for selling weed. Mm-hmm. But here it is, you got states making billions. Right. And you still got people incarcerated for that crime in those same states. That is not that. And the majority of them is our brothers. That's behind the wall. And should they receive a reprieve? Yes, I do. Um, And you you have a button. It's a lot of us that are guilty. But like I said, it's a lot of us that have been found guilty just by the color of our skin. Real quick, real quickly, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on it? Dude, man, I got to look at things from two different perspectives. I got to look at things in the physical and I got to look at things in the spiritual. Um, 
in the physical. Um, I'm not no conspiracy theorist, uh, so I, I cannot theorize or where it's established from, but this is what I can say. I can't say that there's plenty of viruses out there, man. We just got to exercise common sense. I mean, keep up with your hygiene, wash your hands, which is something that you should have been doing from the word go. Yeah. Um, if you got a cough cover, uh, if you know that you're sick, I mean, stay at home. You pretty much know if your body is running a fever. Um, just stay at home. But spiritually, uh, spiritual-wise, as far as folks begin to panic, look, man, I lean and I pin on Jesus Christ. And the word of God says that no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper. And that's what I lean on. So, I mean, I wake up and say, Lord, cover me. All right. What, if any, precautions have you taken? Other than the fact that, hey, uh, um, here at the church, for those who are wondering, I attend um, St. John Divine uh, Missionary Baptist Church, where Dr. Marshall is our pastor. One of the things that uh, we've taken here was to add additional sanitizer dispensers. Um, I keep a bottle of sanitizer in my truck, whereas when I do um, interact with other individuals, I do um, I do do the sanitizer. All right. Well, that's the that's the end of the show for today. We want to thank you, Reverend Carrick, for coming on the show. Amen. I we appreciate you guys out there for listening. Yes, sir. And. Uh, Take care of yourselves. And don't forget to go like our page. You can find us on Facebook. Just type in The Brandon and Carlos Show. Hit the like and follow button. That way you can keep up with future episodes. Thank you. And again, wash them hands.